0: friends are like old memories. They always remind you of your past. And we are reminding ourselves of the past episodes from this week of Good Company for the best of good company with me, Holly Taylor. I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking about those awkward family conversations and it can be challenging. I've heard stories of friends who have been constantly asked about when they're having a child and it's been a really painful journey for them. And so sometimes they give smart comments uh, and people get the hint that that's not something that they want to talk about or they get a laugh to diffuse the situation, but it can be challenging navigating family relationships and conversations. So according to Psychology Today, there's a few things that we can do like trying to avoid trigger topics or if you see someone else being triggered, be the hero and help them because then they're going to be more inclined to help you if you find yourself in a conversation that is challenging. Another thing to keep in mind is to be present and direct. Sometimes you don't want to hurt their feelings because they're family, but sometimes it's also about your own self-preservation and if they've crossed a boundary, just to say, hey, thanks for caring enough to ask. However, I'm not comfortable sharing that or this isn't the, the forum for this kind of conversation. There's a lot more that I you know, needs to get into. So just be direct and present and that's challenging because that's a skill that we personally have to work on. But another great thing to keep in mind is that if someone is attacking you or making you feel responsible for something, maybe there's some kind of family drama, it's not always about you. It might be about that person. And if you can make that um, that shift in your brain, like, yeah, they're attacking you, but they're the one that's hurt. They're the one that's navigating a tough situation. It's a way of self-preservation. And it's a way of just looking at the situation for what it is. You probably didn't do anything wrong. They're just hurt. You know, there's a million ways to do something that are neither right or wrong. They're just different based on perspective and your worldview. And I think it's important to remember that your way of doing things may not be wrong. It's just the way you function best. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if they have a problem with it, it's not your problem. It's theirs. So healthy boundaries, very key. Also, talking to somebody about it. If you're really anxious or nervous about going to a family function this weekend, There are helplines that are 24-7 that you can call. Um, Honestly, there's different people who have so many skills and tools that you could absorb and use and practice this weekend. And just treat it like a practice, you fine-tuning some of your own tools to navigate tough family situations. So if you've got some tips that have worked in the past, I would love to hear from you. I deflect awkward conversation. I just say something random like, oh my cheese everyone's quiet that's my mom's cue to say something different or me to say something different I talk about the weather or the kids dancing or have you seen my new cat deflecting not always good (laughs) but works in a pinch lots of ways for you to catch us whether it be through your smart speaker your app the My Joy Radio app, going online to our website joyradio.ca, or by listening on the radio by jumping over to AM and then tuning to 1250. I'm Holly Taylor. This is Good Company. We're talking about the worst gifts that we have ever given. Um, yes, we got a message here from Mike. He says he got his wife a sweet new vacuum cleaner. It did not go over as planned. Yeah, Mike, come on. <laughs> I can only imagine anyway sometimes it is hard to find the perfect gift for someone here are some tips as you navigate those waters first of all you can be very straightforward in a text or email what do you want for Christmas uh, also you can say what price point are you looking for? Or you can say, I have $50 to spend. Uh, What do you want? We don't do that in our family because we have a challenge every year to see how much we can get within our set budget that's on that person's list. So we are searching high and low for deals, and it is fun. Uh, Respect the I don't want anything response. If they say that, then great. Maybe you can do something like go to Compassion.ca and get them uh, a a goat that will be sent to a family on their behalf. That might be an easier, less stressful way to navigate that situation. Uh, Preserve the element of surprise. Yes. Uh, Something else to do in having a good gift, the surprise, is half the battle. Wrapping it, having fun with it, because even if it's maybe something smaller or not exactly what they want, it's also nice just to know somebody took time and wrapped that gift for you. So there you go. We're preserving the element of surprise, we're being direct, we're setting budgets, and we are respecting the receiver's wishes. (laughs) I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking about some of those things that have recently popped up, been invented, new habits we've created as an answer to some of the new situations that we find ourselves in. A message here from Mary. She says her grandkids actually all have cell phones now because of the no home phone situation. She said this is kind of odd. You're calling a 12-year-old on their phone. Their phone. (laughs) Yeah, not their parents' phone. Things have changed. Well, how about this? I love this. This is the answer to people who might feel a little lonely people who don't want to check out their own groceries. They figure, um, I didn't get hired to do this. Uh, I would like somebody to check out my groceries. Because sometimes it's hard. You're trying to read the codes and figure out the situation. Then you end up needing help anyway. So why bother go through all of that? Get the professionals to do it. They've done the training. Uh, But there are also a few supermarket chains that are opening up what's called chat checkouts. And they've started this to help combat loneliness among the elderly. As if you are someone who doesn't get to go out often, uh, an outing to a grocery store might actually be your organic social interaction. And so if you just go to the self-checkout, well then you're just not really having conversations with anyone. And then also if there's a lot of people You know, people get grouchy, especially this time of year. Everyone's in a hurry. Everyone's in a rush. It's a a fast-paced digital age, and many older adults are finding a difficult time keeping up. And loneliness is a big issue for our beautiful seniors. Um, And so there they are, trying to, you know, just have a conversation and they get rushed or they get hurried along. And so these chat checkouts, which I love, are a way for them to be able to have a less stressful, more enjoyable um, grocery experience and then also have a conversation. I mean, there used to be a day where it was natural and normal to have a conversation with the cashier. Not a big deal. Now, um, it's pretty much, here's my rewards points card, your debit, and that's it. They can barely say boo. <laughs> So uh, a nice little way of just shifting um, how we purchase our groceries and yet at the same time being able to honor that point of contact with people. Because people still need people lots of ways for you to enjoy good company and joy radio simply by going to your computer and going to joyradio.ca or using your smart speaker and asking it to play joy radio or, I know there's so many ors here, our app, it's called My Joy Radio and you can listen using your radio, going to the AM dial and tuning into to 1250 and thank you so much for joining me here today. I always love hearing from you. You can call or text at any point, even just to tell me about your day, 905 338 1250 and uh, just weigh in on our conversations now you may have a bucket list and maybe on that bucket list it's something to do with travel. And when I was a teen, I really wanted to go to Italy. I wanted to experience all the things. The gelato, the food, oh, the pasta there was amazing. The sights, the scenes, making history come alive. And I was able to check going to Italy off of my bucket list at 18. And I got to go to the Trevi Fountain. And we've seen that. It's one of those must-go-to sea fountains in Italy. And when you go there, you see people throwing the coins in, making their wishes. And I always wonder, Well, what do they do with the coins after? I mean, this has been a fountain that's been around for just a couple years. Yeah, or centuries. And a lot of money has been thrown into it. Well, here's the stats. Every year, more than 1 million euros in coins is thrown into Trevi Fountain. And so they have actually been able to use this money to help those in their communities who need food, clothing, Places to live. They're using the coins thrown into Trevi Fountain to help those in need in their community. So now I don't feel so bad for tossing coins in there. They drain it, they take out the coins, they give the money to charity, and then they fill that Trevi Fountain back up with water to do all over again for another year. But there you go. <laughs> Throwing coins in there. Actually, a tradition that was born out of the 1954 film called Three Coins in the Fountain. So they've been doing this for, let's see, math carry the two 70 years about that give or take math wasn't my strong suit that's i went into radio Lots of ways for you to join us here at Good Company, whether it be through the radio, AM 1250 on the dial, uh, through the app, the My Joy Radio app, your smart speaker, or online at joyradio.ca. But we love hanging out with you and hearing from you. We've got some favorite Christmas traditions you guys have texted in at 905-338-1250. And for you, I'm seeing a couple of you saying, watching specific movies at Christmas time. Uh, for me, it's The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Love that story. Uh, my mom would say, it's Charlie Brown Christmas. That's one of her favorites, uh, so much so that she actually made a Charlie Brown Christmas tree this year. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Arts and crafts time. Uh, but what about you? Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Producer Mike?
1: Yeah, The Santa Claus. OK. Definitely one of my favorites, uh, the one where right at the beginning, Santa falls off the roof. and <laughs> Tim Allen has to just swoop in and save the day.
0: Exactly. And you know they have, uh, I think it's a Netflix series?
1: Yeah, I heard that. Somewhere on a streaming service, he's got a a whole series about it. I haven't checked it out yet, but I got a few more days, right?
0: You do. I actually saw the first episode, and so eventually, um, because I think it's six parts, you get towards the end, and they talk about like the true reason for Christmas, and they really dive into Santa Claus, um, who was a saint, who more about
1: Saint Nicholas, yeah, himself? okay, and about
0: how he did these acts because Jesus would have wanted him to take care of the poor over Christmas.
1: Interesting, I like that. So I'm definitely gonna have to check that out over the weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a, a little Jesus in there. I like that. Um, something totally not Christmassy, but I think it was released at Christmas or around Christmas. The Titanic?
1: Yes. Yeah, it was.
0: I have a few friends who watch the Titanic around Christmas time, and I'm like, ah, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) The boat sinks? (laughs) Exactly. But do you remember the mass debate about how Rose should have let Jack on that broken down door so they both could have lived and lived happily ever after?
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that one.
0: Okay, so fun fact, Uh, coming out in February, there's going to be a little bit, I think, of like a 25th anniversary Titanic kind of thing happening. And um, (laughs) James Cameron, producer and creator of Titanic, has spent time, effort, and money. He has hired people to do a scientific study to prove that it was accurate. Jack would not have fit on that door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He got a scientific team out there, didn't he? He
0: did. He did. And it's true. Two people could not have remained on top of that floating door, a.k.a. makeshift raft that Rose was on. Had Jack tried to get on that door, it would have sunk and they both would have perished.
1: So the movie couldn't have ended any other way. Exactly. Hmm. Fact. Science. 25 years in the making. We finally know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I know, right? Oh, my gosh. Was it 25 years ago? 1997?
1: Yeah. 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 Christmas 1997 would have been 25 years ago.
0: Oh, man. I just am feeling really old right now. (laughs) Really
1: old. I was five.
0: Stop. (laughs) Here's Matthew West, the heart of Christmas on Good Company. (laughs)